This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to the news on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Paula Chow, coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. We begin with a look at today's top stories. President Tsai Ing-wen has vowed to continue pushing for transitional justice. The Central Epidemic Command Center confirmed two more cases of COVID-19 on Friday, bringing the total number of confirmed cases in Taiwan to 34. And Hong Kong police arrested the media mogul Jimmy Lai on Friday. But first, today's top story. President Tsai Ing-wen vowed to continue pushing for transitional justice and human rights education. Tsai was speaking Friday at a ceremony marking the 73rd anniversary of the 228 incident. The 228 incident refers to a violent suppression, which took place on February 28, 1947. On that day, Taiwan's military forcefully put down an uprising against the KMT-led government. The final death count of the 228 incident is unknown. However, scholars estimate anywhere between 10,000 to 30,000 people died as a result of the violent suppression. Tsai says the purpose of the Transitional Justice Commission, which was established in May 2018, is to investigate the actions taken by the authoritarian KMT government between August 1945 and November 1992. Tsai said that declassified files from that era have been transferred to the National Archives Administration. The documents will be available to the public with maximum transparency and minimal restrictions. Tsai also instructed the National Security Bureau to declassify political archives within a month. Tsai said the government must not repeat the grave mistakes of the past. The Central Epidemic Command Center confirmed the two more cases of COVID-19 on Friday, bringing the total number of confirmed cases in Taiwan to 34. The 33rd case is a man in his 30s, and the 34th case is a woman in her 50s. Both are from northern Taiwan. Health Minister Chen Shizhong says that the male traveled to Osaka, Japan, with a group of 21 other individuals in mid-February. He began experiencing a sore throat and exhibited a cough on Tuesday. The male was sent to the emergency room on Wednesday and was confirmed to have contracted COVID-19 on Friday. Health officials say that he most likely contracted the virus in Japan. The 34th case has a history of diabetes and cardiovascular disease. She was sent to the hospital on February 14 to treat low blood sugar and exhaustion. The woman began experiencing fever, coughing, and a sore throat on February 21st. She was confirmed to have contracted COVID-19 on Friday as well. The woman has not traveled abroad recently. Health authorities say that she contracted the disease domestically. Hong Kong police arrested the media mogul Jimmy Lai on Friday. Lai, the founder of the Hong Kong-listed media company Next Digital, was arrested with two other activists. Hong Kong police say that Lai is charged with taking part in an unauthorized anti-government march on August 31st last year. Lai was released on bail at around noon on Friday. His trial is set for May 5th. Taiwan's Mainland Affairs Council says that Hong Kong authorities should, in fact, stand up for its people's right to assemble, rally, and demonstrate. It says Hong Kong authorities should focus on containing the COVID-19 outbreak 
instead of settling the score with pro-democracy demonstrators. Taiwan's investigation bureau is urging the public not to fall for COVID-19 disinformation spread by China. The bureau said on Friday a large number of fake news stories concerning the virus has been circulating on social media in Taiwan. Investigations reveal that Chinese web users are disseminating inaccurate information on Facebook groups dedicated to fostering exchanges between Taiwan and China. The bureau urged the public to be wary of tactics employed by Chinese web users. Some use fake Facebook accounts. Others disguise themselves as Taiwanese citizens online. The bureau accused China of using fake news templates to mislead the public and ramp up the spread of disinformation. Meanwhile, the Justice Ministry has asked prosecutors across Taiwan to set up a task force to crack down on disinformation about COVID-19. Those who fail to abide by relevant rules will be severely punished. The Labor Ministry has urged employers not to hire illegal migrant workers. Violators will face fines between $5,000 and $25,000 U.S. dollars, which is in line with the Employment Service Act. On Wednesday, health authorities said an Indonesian migrant working illegally in Taiwan contracted the COVID-19. The migrant worker cared for an elderly man, Taiwan's 27th confirmed case of COVID-19. The migrant worker is Taiwan's 32nd confirmed case. In light of the latest infection, labor officials are urging employers to verify the work permits and alien residence certificate of any migrant workers they seek to hire. Meanwhile, the Indonesian government says it has already asked their citizens working abroad to take precautions against the disease. For example, they asked Indonesians residing in other countries to avoid visiting crowded places, pay close attention to the outbreak status in their host countries, and seek medical treatment immediately if they experience any symptoms related to COVID-19. U.S. congressmen discussed Taiwan's exclusion from the World Health Organization, or WHO, during a congressional hearing on Thursday. The United States House Foreign Affairs Subcommittee on Asia and the Pacific held a hearing to assess international and domestic COVID-19 prevention efforts. U.S. Congressman and head of the Congressional Taiwan Caucus, Steve Shabbat, said banning Taiwan from attending the World Health Assembly as an observer creates a gap in the global health system. Shabbat said Taiwan has excellent medical personnel and hospitals and that its close proximity to China can be a great deal of assistance to the Chinese government. Deputy Assistant Secretary of State Jonathan Fritz was also present at the hearing. He said that Taiwan is a reliable partner to the U.S. in public health and other areas. Fritz said the outbreak shows that Beijing's efforts to prevent Taiwan's inclusion in the WHO and the WHA are unacceptable. Fritz said that Taiwan currently has more than 30 confirmed cases of COVID-19, and yet it is not able to get timely information from the WHO, therefore negatively affecting the health of its people. As the coronavirus COVID-19 continues to infect people around the world, Taiwanese people are worried that their surgical mask supply will not last much longer. A university in Taipei may have found a solution to extending the use of masks. 
A research team from the National Taiwan University of Science and Technology has created a machine that can prolong the use of face masks. The team combined atmospheric pressure plasma technology with automated equipment to build a mask cleaning machine. The machine prolongs how long a mask can be used by sanitizing it for 10 seconds. The team's leader, Professor Joseph Guo, said each Taiwan resident is currently limited to receiving two masks per week. That means each mask is reused for about three days. He said the machine can reduce bad odors and even warm and refresh each mask. Guo advised, however, that a mask should not be sanitized more than 10 times because at that point, the mask will no longer offer full protection. The university said the machine will be available to students and faculty for two hours every afternoon to sanitize their masks. Shirley Lin, RTI News. Taipei's Longshan Temple on Friday announced that it will ban incense burning at the temple starting March 13. That's after it banned candle burning in May last year. The temple said the purpose of the ban is environmental and public health concerns. The temple said worshippers can instead clasp their hands together in prayer. It said that worshippers' sincerity is what truly matters. Thanks for joining me for the news. I'm Paula Chow. Stay tuned for another 15 minutes of English language features brought to you by Radio Taiwan International.